Sorry, it was 56%. All right, everyone. Welcome to the Ghostfire Media Podcast. I'm Josh Laston, and we got our all-star broadcasters here tonight. Nick Adams and Randy Pepper. Hey guys, what's happening? It is uh, Friday night once again here in the uh, Ghostfire Media Podcast Studios. I guess we can, all of us have our studios from our our houses here. And uh, tell you what, it's going to be a fun night tonight. Going to be a little different because uh, we have uh, we only have one guest tonight, but we're going to make it up to you because we do have uh, some stuff. That kind of we're going back to the days when I hosted a show called the Point After Sports Show uh, on radio, and so we're going to kind of go back to some of the stuff, some of the topics that I did uh, on some certain nights. So that's what we're going to kind of do tonight. Uh, so, guys, what did you guys do this week? Uh, Josh, how was your week? Uh, it was rough. A lot of racing. Unfortunately, I got to miss one of the caution fests that was the AOLL. <laughs> in race got to broadcast we're talk about that we'll talk we'll talk about that <laughs> uh nick how was your week um now it started out pretty interesting i worked the new hampshire motor speedway race for uh for the place of business i work for so that was interesting it was three days of uh of fun saturday see- was wet and cold sunday was wet cold and long and then monday was just freaking long did you get to see my uh, buddy Pat Patterson? No, I didn't see much of anything other than the fact that people are disgusting. I mean, I knew this already, but when there's a trash can, just a public service announcement for people when you go to a racetrack, when you walk by a trash can as you're going to the stands, instead of throwing it on the ground, Open the trash can lid and throw it in the trash can. It's not that hard. It's very simple. And it makes, I don't know, makes the track's life easier, makes the waste workers' lives easier. It, 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 and it makes you look like a better person, you lazy sack of, ugh. <laughs> anyway. other, than that, other than that, Tuesday through Friday sucked. It was terrible. I mean, last night was all right with the race, but it's just been. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that one. Yeah, we're gonna, just, we're, we'll get into all the the racing action from the AOLL because uh, we got a lot of talk, a lot of lot to talk about about that. Um, it was nice now, to have a Tuesday off though. That was fun. I I agree with you. It was kind of weird, man. I I was kind of lost a little bit because I didn't have a gig. I didn't have you to work with. I was like, what the heck? No IVRL. I was that lost. was the thing. Like I like Tuesday night. Like at our normal time, I'm trying. I'm trying to turn that off. At our normal time that we're broadcasting, I was sitting here like, "Am I forgetting something?" Like it feels like it, I'm just forgetting to do something because we weren't broadcast. Right. Exactly. I felt the same way. So yeah, I can understand. It almost feels like too when I run Thursday nights now with you guys, uh, I almost feel like I'm I'm missing out on the booth, but. <laughs> there, you didn't miss out on anything last night. Oh, you yeah, falling asleep. Actually, I've got I got to get a kudos to uh, Adam last night. Adam did a really good job. I enjoyed the character, uh, his uh, uptick in uh, charisma and everything like that for the race. I uh, I got to give him a heads up for that or like a thumbs up. Yeah, Adam uh, did a fantastic job. Well, last I know night. five out of five. Even though we did have 
one less series to cover this past week. We actually started our brand new with Fuel, and yep. that will actually be our first guest tonight, was the winner of the All-Star race from Fuel. Yeah, and... so let's go ahead and bring Thomas Brassy. Brassy, how do you pronounce yeah. his Brassy. name? Brassy. Okay, let's bring Thomas in and uh, get his take on his Fuel. Oh, his fuel. I like that. That's his it. fuel. Aha. But um, shh, Randy Pepper with the That's all, folks. Hey, Thomas, are you there? I am, gents. How are you? Oh, no camera, man. We always like people to have the cameras not. on. Oh, man, that's too bad. Yeah, most Sorry. people's gaming rigs don't have them. We get it. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. It, I'm okay with looking at the 24. I like that number. Yeah, you just have to look at a giant yellow square for the next 20, 30 minutes. Uh, so. You know, it's all right. It could be <laughs> yeah. worse. We could be looking at Kyle Busch. Oh, Aww. yeah. You're you right. You're right. Yeah, that's definitely true. So, uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't have I have no love for Kyle Busch, though. I do after this last weekend. That was sad. Yeah. That was good. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. I mean, I still don't love him. I mean, I guess I, to an extent, I respect him. I still don't love his attitude, but no, you know, I give him props. He's gotten a little better over the last couple of years. I'll give him that much. A little. That's about it. Hey, we all no, have yeah. that one coworker who is the only person in the in the room that has the guts enough to say what he thinks to the boss, mm -hmm. and we all need that person. Otherwise, we work for you know, yeah, Ford. <laughs> I mean. I mean, hey, it's it's good for it's good for the sport for somebody to speak up because I mean, everyone's so PC now because they got to make sure sponsors and everybody are happy and stuff like that. So you know, yeah. he's been around those long Toyota enough. He's like, don't I care. don't care. Yeah, those <laughs> Toyota guys don't care. <laughs> no, him and Denny in a room, it's like a it's a it's terrible thing. Yeah, right, right. Hey, uh, so Thomas, we usually intro everybody. We'd like to know a little bit about you so tell us about yourself you know where you're from what you do for a living uh who you race for how long you've been racing you know all the good stuff so uh kind of yeah. give us an intro to yourself uh yeah so um i think you guys kind of saw just with the driver profile stuff i live right now in malvern pa it's near philadelphia that's probably a little more you know easy to point out on a map for some people but pretty much lived there my whole life well not pretty much i have um 23 so i just graduated from college last year terrible mistake going i don't know why i went but whatever um, where's your degree uh i went in for criminal justice i thought i was going to go into law enforcement and as i started applying i was like you know maybe this isn't a great time to be doing this so <laughs> let's have a bit of a rethink here at least you didn't say liberal arts yeah <laughs> well so Talk about a waste of eighty thousand dollars yeah well thank god i didn't spend that much anyways but <laughs> even still i um, but that's another topic for another day. But, um, so right now I'm working, um, I work in like materials and purchasing at a, like an elective surgery center. And I mean, it, it works, it's full time it's benefits and, you know, pays the bills. So, um, that works. Um, I've been, I don't, I guess you could say sim racing since I was like four really the first game i ever had was nascar thunder 2002 i didn't know what nascar was i just liked the blue car with the red flames and the yellow 24 on the cover and i was like i don't know what this is i want it and 
that was I just I played the game a bunch and I remember sometime later that year I was like sitting on the couch watching TV with my mom. She's going through channels and all of a sudden I see that car on TV. And I'm like, this thing is real. What? <laughs> and that was the end of it. So and then from like NASCAR 2005 onward, I've had like every game except for the NASCAR heat stuff. But um, I think. After like NASCAR 15, I jumped to iRacing. So I've been on iRacing, I guess, like that'd be like six ish years working on wow. six years. So um, I've been league racing since I think I was like probably early in high school. So like I remember, I think it was NASCAR the game Inside Line was the first game I started wow. league racing on. That's, so, that's a long time ago. Yeah. So it was back, that was back on PS3 and. I was in a league on there and we did some F1 league racing, which I really liked and honestly kind of miss, but, um, and then jumped, jumped to iRacing. And cause I was the first one out of the group that we kind of raced with that jumped to iRacing. I was like, you guys need to get into this. So it kind of dragged the rest of them along. So I don't know if you guys know, um, <clears throat> the he's on Twitch, Patriot Briar, Briar LaPrad. Do you guys know him? I don't think so. No. Oh, uh, name sounds familiar. He's, I think, with um, like lockdown racing or something like that. But he's he's got a decent, like decent-ish following. Um, I used to, he was one of the people I used to race with, and I knew him before he was Patriot Briar. So, and he sounded like he was five years old, which and I thought I had a high pitch voice, but now he doesn't. So, um, but yeah, that's that's kind of me. So, married or anything? No, <laughs> no, single <laughs> AF. So I almost said something that would have made me divorced. Be quiet now. <laughs> well, uh, we'll save that one for later. We'll just uh, push that one to the side then. So uh, you had a great uh, all-star race with fuel. This uh, yeah. first outing, everybody got to know uh, the drivers for the first time. Uh, I know Adam and uh, Larry called the race. I did watch it back. Uh, it was interesting format. Did you guys, you guys got to watch it, didn't you? I yeah. So, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Josh was in. That's right. Josh was going to say middle of the middle of the board there with Josh, though. With yes. fuel, that's all I want. <laughs> These guys are Josh too good. Like, Josh is like, if I finish above last, I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. That was, it was fun, though, because like, that's the first time I think we've really done an event like that. Not a lot of leagues do all star stuff, anyways. Like, I remember couple years ago there was a league that i was in and they did like at charlotte but they did like multi-class stuff so it was like the cup car the xfinity car and the arc car and it was weird it didn't really work out very well but you know it it was something different it was fun and like i wasn't really going in looking to be serious i was just looking to kind of have fun with it we all were it's like kind of you guys were saying on the broadcast too you know everyone is one car at a time so everyone was sitting watching everybody so like I, I race in VR. So I had my camera up in the grandstands and I'm watching the cars go by. I had the broadcast pulled up. So I had you guys talking in the background and stuff. And it was just, it was, you know, a fun way to spend an evening. So I yeah. have to, I have to ask as mm-hmm. unfortunately one of the people who couldn't turn a lap to save his life. Cause this is the first time I'm <laughs> running the B car. Uh, do you think that you guys that got to go a little bit later, had an advantage with the track cooling down? <clears throat> Honestly, I, it's hard to say. Cause like, I mean, there were guys that went on after me, like, um, like Shane, I, I expected to, 
I thought he was going to do a lot better than he did. And like, cause he went out several cars after me and I don't even know if he was in the top five at the end of the night. So, um, I, it may, maybe like, <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if maybe there was kind of like a sweet spot to the track temp or something like that, but, um, I mean, and it, I mean, you kind of also got to see what other people were doing and like, I think we all kind of like a bunch of us went in, like my teammates and I went into it. We're like, all right, you just need to make your pit box. That's, that's mm-hmm. going to be important. But we didn't realize how important until we started seeing people miss it. Even if it was by a little bit compared to people that had like kind of meh laps and they still couldn't like, just because of that missing the pit box, it was like, don't miss the box. That's it. And then of course my teammate Casey misses it parks in the next box because it's stalled. And then he just, you know, thinks about life while he waits for it to crank back up. So, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe there was a bit of a sweet spot with it, but it didn't seem like it changed much. I, I do think com- like from practice to when we actually did the runs, the track cooled down a lot for everybody. Cause the track seemed like it just seemed really tight when we were doing our, our runs in practice before we actually started. Yeah. So- yeah. You t- Talk about you guys doing the uh, the pit stall thing. I mean, I mean, only like two or three of you guys actually made it in the the stall. The rest, everybody else, overshot it or was <laughs> undershot it. Josh, yeah, you were one <laughs> of them. So, yeah. I mean, I I think it was you know the guys that practiced that or the guys that got lucky at it were the ones that were the winners. Yeah. So really quick. Blake, kiss my ass. <laughs> you are right. I don't make pit road half the time, so they shouldn't feel bad. But so damn. So Thomas, just so you know, Blake Gordon, who will actually be running fuel, he's Jackass. from the AOLL. He loves giving us a hard time, and he Jackass. also knows that both me and Nick are actually terrible at pit stops. Like Jackass. There, if well, you go back a few. Yeah, it's about two months ago at this point. Someone was leading our oh, team into the pit pits Daytona. Day- at Daytona. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Blew his stop, and so I'm thinking, okay, he knows something. No, every single one of in, the five of us missed in my defense, road completely. Oh, no. In well, my defense, I did say two laps before that, I don't want to be in front. I haven't practiced entry at all this week. And then... They put me in front. <laughs> Not my fault. No, the only the only way you get better is by uh, learning and missing pit road a lot. I mean, hey, you know what? That still doesn't sound as bad. We had somebody. I wish I was making this up. At I think it was Homestead, like a season or two ago, miss pit road under green, and like miss the end of the pit. Like they went past the pit wall by about ten car lanes. Stopped. And tried to 180 and go back, and they brought out a caution in the middle of the cycle. We're like, "Are oh my god, what are you doing?" And almost like pirouetted into somebody trying to get turned back around. So was Kevin LePage driving in your league? I I hope not. It would be news to me, but it was uh, it was not a not a not a good uh, post race discussion. We'll put it that way. <laughs> we'll put it that way. Understandably so, though. So the. All-Star race went your way. You mm-hmm. won the thing. You were the best of the bunch. How do you think the rest of your season is going to probably go? Uh, 
So honestly, it's it's hard to say with fuel because like I mean, and you guys have seen it too. Fuel is like stacked. So like I always like to feel like I'm you know reasonably competitive and you know in the title hunt every year, but you can't you can't count your chickens before before they hatch with this because I mean there's so many guys that you can point at and be like yep they they can win this or um, and there's guys that like they have really good speed and then they just have bad luck and stuff happens where they're just not in the mix at the end but when stuff goes right they're like it it really is going to be their day kind of thing and we got a bunch of different tracks that we're going to like we have three road courses on the schedule this year and we've been to none of them and NASCAR has been to none of them. So, I mean, we've got Sebring. Uh, we're going international. We're going to the Red Bull ring. And then we've got Road Atlanta. So I think those are going to be interesting. We're ending at Nashville Super Speedway, which obviously is a newer track. Um, we've got some short tracks in there, you know, with USA and North Wilkesboro and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different styles of tracks also that play to a lot of people's strengths and weaknesses and things. So, but, and that's the thing when you have a, like, a field that's as stacked, I think, as fuel is. It's like even if you go to a certain kind of track, like I used to be like like the best possible when it came to like road courses with stock cars. Like I would go out and lap all but like the top five. I can't do that anymore. Not in fuel, but like there was like a league a couple years ago. I qualified on pole for a race at the Glen by like a second and a half. And like I can't you can't do that in fuel. And like so even if you go to a track where it's like all right well th these couple people aren't so good you probably still have a solid four or five other people that are going to give you a hell of a show for for the win and so it's hard to say i thought i would do a little better last year and i only won one race and it was a plate race and i only led the last two laps of it so but you know at the end of the year i finished second like four times in a row so you know it, it's hard to say obviously i'd love to you know win the title again i've never won two titles in a, in a row in the same series but i mean we've got so many good guys it's it's hard to say so i guess the great equalizer this year normally it's uh you know it's super speedways but um the red bull ring in mm -hmm. you go to austria in 2700 pound stock cars that aren't meant to turn right on a road course that primarily turns right that changes elevation six different times and has some ridiculous corners. How do you think that race is going to play out? Cause we asked Alan the same thing last week. I want to see if your, uh, if your answer is almost the same as his. Honestly, I feel like it probably will be. Cause I remember when they announced that it was, it was coming out and we originally, I think had mid Ohio on the schedule mm -hmm. in that slot. And I was like, we should do this instead. And he was like, let's do it. Honestly, I don't think it'll be bad. I, I feel like the Red Bull ring is like, the international Watkins Glen, like or the the Watkins Glen of Europe, because you can go there in so many different kinds of cars and have a good race. Open wheel cars, GT cars, whatever. You're going to have a blast because, you know, you've got your pretty well-defined passing zones in there. And then you've got, you know, that kind of technical middle sector where you can really make and lose a lot of time. And, you know, if you want to be a little forceful with a pass, you probably could. Um, but honestly, I'm, I'm looking forward to it out of the three. And I was like, road Atlanta is kind of on the schedule. Cause I've been harassing will about it for the last couple of seasons. I'm like we should, we should go there. Cause it's like a bigger version of Canadian tire. I feel like, and Which is the worst road course in the history of road course. It's not bad. 
depending on the car. Like I did a cup race in a Canadian tire. It was awful because the car is just it's too much power and the track's too small for them. But like the trucks are Xfinity. It's a little better. But anyways, out of the three road courses that we have, I'm probably looking forward to the Red Bull ring the most. Sebring's going to be a lot of fun, though, too. So it just because it's, it's a wild car. Yeah. But I think that's what's I mean, that's what's great about it is like, you, you know, you've got the guys that are really good at road course racing. And even still, that place is super tricky to get around. And it's going to be even harder in these cars, which aren't built to road race. So, you know, I think in a way, the track is going to be a, a pretty big equalizer just for everybody, whether you're good at road courses or not. Well, I, I look at it in. And I think saying that it's very similar to Watkins Glen, because in my mind, it is. Because you only really have two tight turns, and the rest are long, sweeping, high-speed turns. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to it just because I absolutely love that track, but you guys will still kick my ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, that's, I, that's kind of what I'm, I feel Can like. Can I drive to McLaren? The night we go to the um the Red Bull Nick, ring, you'll still mow grass. <laughs> Hold on, wait a second, wait a second. Damn. I like Formula One. I'm pretty good in the Formula One car. I mean, you could have the 570s GT4. That's still technically a McLaren. So that's what I thought he was talking about, actually. Well, well no. we could just we could just no. pretend like that's what he was talking about. We could just no. do that. No, just give, give me that's... like a two lap head start because you're still gonna beat my ass because you're still gonna be way faster. Yeah, I'm curious though. Out of the th like the three road courses that we're going to, I'm curious what the tire fall off is going to be like at the Red Bull Ring because it seems like every road course that you go to in a stock car, with the exception of Watkins Glen, the tire fall off is just astronomical. It's going to be really bad at Sebring. It's going to be really bad at Road Atlanta. But I, I'm curious as to what will take place when we get to the Red Bull Ring. I think you're going to tear the left front up pretty bad mm -hmm. at that track. Yeah, a lot of right hand corners, a lot of a lot of uh, downhill right hand corners. Yeah, Blind corners. That's two. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess you would probably keep because you got that long left hand like sweeper in the, the middle of the course or well, you got both of those left handers, which are reasonably quick, probably not in the stock car, but you probably will keep kind of keep the front end pretty evened out. But yeah, it's going to probably tear the left front up. So. I mean, it'll depend also, like, you know, what kind of setup, you know, we have to use for that. I think um, I think Sebring, we've been talking about maybe using the Watkins Glen setup because it actually works pretty well there. Um, maybe some minor tweaks, but I think the Red Bull Ring and maybe Road Atlanta will be something a little more purpose built, but we'll see. Still a ways yeah. off for them. The Glen is a pretty good baseline for most road courses in a software mm -hmm. because it's just it's just yeah. the basic left right left right type of road course it's not not too difficult to build a setup for that track mm -hmm. anybody anybody yeah. randy randy you're well, running this thing well, tonight I, I, I know but I, I didn't know if you guys had any other questions or anything about i mean most of the stuff so all right thomas um oh you, actually okay go ahead nick i, I just popped into my head how did you uh how yeah, how do, how do I put this? So there's a lot of talk. Like, I'm going to ask you a question about outside of sim racing and actual NASCAR. Sure. So there's a lot of talk about the safety of mm. the next-gen car. 
being that it's now July and a lot of the NASCAR teams have pretty much ceased creating the current Gen 6 car and are planning on taking delivery of the next-gen car and starting next season with these cars, whether or not they're ready. Um, a lot of the big teams have pretty much laid off most of their fabricators that create the chassis, and they don't. They, you know, they've just eliminated that expense. They save a ton of money now. That was the point behind it. Um, do you think that NASCAR is going to put, with some of the decisions they've made lately, driver safety doesn't seem to be the foremost thing on their radar? Do you think Ooh. they're going to put that car on the track next year? If what we heard about the crash test at Dega is in fact true. Honestly, yeah, I think they will because I mean, there's, I would like to think that somebody wouldn't make up something like that and say that like every crash test they've done, they've killed the dummy or whatever. Um, but I mean, you also have to think is like this, this car has been pushed off a year more than it was supposed to. And you've got, I mean, and that's kind of just been the, the thing with motorsports in the last year. Anyways, like F1 obviously was supposed to have new regs this year. Now they're next year. V8 supercars were supposed to have the gen three regs this year. They're coming in next year. Now um, NASCAR obviously is in the same boat. I don't think, I, I feel like they're going to, they're just going to run them anyways. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. And I don't know. It's, I feel like they're putting a lot more focus on, you know, try. I, I mean, this gets into a whole, like just diving into the weeds on things, but I feel like they're worried a little more about the show with things like, which is why there's people myself included that are like, please, can we have like 900 horsepower back? Okay, thanks. And they're like, no, too bad. And like, you know, I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, and I mean, it'll be, I think it'll be a little easier now that I guess that they've kind of finalized some of these, like the, the results and the studies that they had going on from the crash test. Like if they, I would hope they would maybe release some of it publicly, especially maybe to help squash some of the, the rumors that they weren't that good that, you know, maybe that would kind of help things out a little bit. Cause I mean, I'd like to think that they're not going to build an unsafe car. I mean, that just seems like far fetched, but you know, I mean, stranger things have happened and people, you know, people are people and you know, they make mistakes and things get overlooked, but I would like to think considering now that they've had an extra year to work on this, that they didn't screw that part of it up. Cause that's kind of a, it's a pretty sizable whoopsie daisy if if they did, but honestly, there's not enough for really people to be able to tell at this point. Well, the thing that you have to think about this too: NASCAR has already unveiled these cars; they've shown them, yep, and they've already announced these are going to be the cars that are going to be raced next year. I don't see them backtracking. That's just something that NASCAR is not going to do. They're going to try to figure this whole safety thing out. They're not going to make, you know, put egg in their face, say, oh, here's the car. Oh, crap. We can't run these cars because we have a safety issue. They'll figure that out before. And maybe it won't be perfect, but they're going to race these cars. 
I would say that they should do the old uh, COT approach with them. Take, take the next-gen car to all the slow tracks that nobody can really get hurt at. Bring the Gen 6 in for one final, you know, farewell tour at the fast tracks. Yes, Talladega, Daytona, Michigan, they'll all suck because of the package the Gen 6 will have, but at least you know nobody's going to get killed. I mean, the Gen 6 and the Gen 5 are the first two generations of NASCAR Sprint Cup Series cars, or NASCAR Cup Series cars, that there has been no fatalities. Of. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the one to say this, and this okay. is my current belief on the situation, is they leaked this study, and this is full tinfoil hat thing going on here. NASCAR has <laughs> lost a lot of viewership, and I... And a lot of people are saying the sport has lost its danger. So if they come out with this just rumor that it failed a crash test, do you think everybody's going to be watching Daytona to see what happens? You bet they are. But then you have the issue of the drivers. I mean, the drivers aren't going to go out there in an unsafe car. Joey no. Logano's already said it. Denny Hamlin's already said it. I mean, these are guys with pull. These are guys with voices. If if Denny Hamlin goes to Toyota and says, I'm not getting in an unsafe car, Toyota will pull their backing from the sport unless NASCAR fixes it. That's if the Chase, other thing. If Chase Elliott goes to Rick Hendrick and says it to Rick Hendrick, and Rick Hendrick goes, three of my four drivers say they won't go to Daytona with an unsafe car. If Chevrolet goes to NASCAR and says, we will pull ourselves out of NASCAR, you guarantee NASCAR is going to do whatever Chevrolet says. Same that's, thing with Ford. That's the other thing is if they're pushing so hard to try and get more manufacturers into the sport that it like if you pull back now after unveiling a car when you're trying to like say this is the car that costs costs and this is you know modular and it's built for the future and it's a logical investment for manufacturers and OEMs to get involved in. And then you go, oh, actually, yeah, like just hold on for one second because we effed up something if you have people like i know honda has come up a lot nissan there were those rumors about bmw maybe if like those brands are gonna be like fine get lost whatever that's yeah if you can't you know if you can't put a car together that's safe and do it right the first time this is not gonna be a good a good idea yeah because so. that's the thing i mean honda's willing to input money into formula one Nissan has showed they're willing to put money into Formula E and they're willing now to put money into Formula 2, which means they're willing to get involved in motorsports again in like a large perspective that's not just GT touring cars. So you have these two huge manufacturers in North America that are willing to put millions upon millions of dollars into what we're looking at on the track every Sunday, then you know you need to put something that the drivers are going to want to drive. You also, yeah, but I think Josh kind of touched on this a little bit about NASCAR creating a little bit of drama before the drama actually happens. And I think that's where you're kind of going. Yeah, what it's it's yeah. 100%. My thought is it's a marketing ploy. They're going to, if it's unsafe, they're going to fix it. There's no mm -hmm. way around it. And you yeah. know what? They've got their engineers working overtime right now to make sure that that car is safe. They're going, no one, they could sit there and do a multi-billion dollar publicity stunt to say this car's safe. 
but everyone already has it in the back of their mind. They're going to watch those first few races waiting for the big one. And you know what? More power to them. Yeah, yeah. but with what, with what you said, it's almost like NASCAR would be saying that, hey, we're okay with this car being dangerous if the fans are going to watch. There is not a chance that a sport since 2001 that has invested so much money into changing the way the sport is looked at and it's gone safety, 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 safety. The only thing that matters is safety. Speed be damned. The track action be damned. For five years, all they cared about was safety. They unveiled the COT, the worst driving, slowest, easily flipped car in the history of NASCAR, but it was safe. They unveiled the Gen 6, which was a advancement of the safety trying to be faster this new car is supposed to be the safest thing they've ever created and if if there was you know they they just they would do that their entire reputation is on safety and the fact that they have become the safest motorsport since 2001 they're the only motorsport in the world since 2001 to not have a death on their hand absolutely but there there's like kind of what josh was talking about let me explain something. The first race of the year, NASCAR likes to do this little thing, like when Danica came in, oh, she won the, you know, the pole for the Daytona 500 or, or you know, outside pole, whatever it was. Um, so everybody watched because Danica was racing. Then Chase Elliott came in. Oh, we got to watch that. It's Bill Ellis kid. You got to watch that. Oh, then they're bringing back the number three. We got to watch that because the number three is back. These are marketing ploys, and I believe that Josh may be right about this. This may be a leaked thing, but it may be a leaked thing for a reason of trying to get people to watch the first race of the of the year because there is nothing else for them to watch. I mean, I mean, they have no new superstars. There is nothing to talk about. Chase Elliott's the biggest driver there is that everybody's watching, but we don't have anything new. There's what, nothing what? new. What so, was the I mean, big draw year this year? Austin was it Cendric. was it this year? Was it Michael Jordan fielding a car? No, it was exactly. his it was team. The return Bubba the Wallace return of the fans as well. That was the big return thing. fans and Bubba Wallace. That was but a big thing. Next year you have it writes itself. Next year, you know yeah. you have Roger Penske with a new driver in the two. You have the new face uh, of Penske in Ryan Blaney. Everybody's going to say it's Austin Cindric, but it's not just because he's not in the two. Doesn't mean Blaney's not the face. All the pressure's going to be on him. You've got Brad Keselowski leaving probably the second best Ford team, maybe the best Ford team in the field right now, to go to, what, the worst Ford team? Worst. Maybe yeah. Maybe the, maybe the second best Toyota team on the, on the track because they help Toyota every week because they're so terrible. <laughs> I mean, then you have Trackhouse expanding, Chip Ganassi leaving, but showing that there's – there's ability for people to make a profit in this sport again, which will bring in more owners, which will give more opportunities to drivers. You have the, where's Kurt Busch going to land? Where's Ross Chastain going to land? Denny Hamlin's in a contract near next year. There's the, the conversation of a second 23 X I car. I mean, the, it's endless. The conversation, but you're also talking, gonna... you're talking to diehard NASCAR fans there. That's all there. I'm the first to admit that I am a fair-weather NASCAR watcher. Formula One, up every Sunday morning. But NASCAR, 
it's if I don't have something to do that day. But for me, I'll admit, I okay, I watch Daytona every year. That's given. But yeah. again, I it's piqued my interest. It, well, see, then, exactly. Here's the other thing to think about because you're talking about how their ratings have been going down and stuff like that. This is something I've thought about too because when that gets brought up is like, you know, five, ten years ago, whatever, when I was younger, I wouldn't miss a race if, you know, if I had a say in it, I was watching the race flag to flag. If I have to miss a race right now, fine. You know why? Because I reach in my pocket, I pull out my phone, I go on Twitter, and I know exactly what's happening. So that's like the same thing. It Like, I, you know, I keep tabs on F1. I don't get up and watch it ever. I think the only race that I went out of my way to watch probably the last five years was last year when George Russell was subbing for Lewis because I wanted to see if maybe he was going to win. Which That's he it. should have. I, I agree. I, I, I 100% think they, I, that, I have more tinfoil hat for that one. But I know. Same. <laughs> for, same. Mercedes is the most corrupt place in the entire Formula 100% world. 100% they kind of screwed him over just to make sure that they didn't. It would have discounted everything that Lewis Hamilton has done if George Russell could jump in there for one race and pull off a win. I but, think you put back Verstappen in that ride. He wins every single race he's ever been in with that car. But that's the thing. It's like, I don't watch all those races. But like, if I, you know, when I wake up Sunday at, you know, noon, because I sleep in really late, I pull up my phone. I can go on YouTube and find the like six, seven minute long highlight video that they post. And I know what happened in the entire race. I don't need to watch the race. Now, granted, with F1, you watch the first two laps and the race is over for the most part. Yeah. But, you know. It's it's the same thing with NASCAR. Like you don't have to watch the whole thing. You just or any sport really. Like who watches the entire Rolex Twenty Four? I, I don't think I've ever. Well, I don't. It. I, I don't think I've I ever. I mean, I watch a lot of it too. But like even still, it's like if I gotta go out and do something, it's not like oh my god, I'm missing part of the Rolex. It's like fine, I'll just keep tabs on on my phone. Big I don't move to so, my couch during Patriots games though. You can't make me move during the Patriots. See, I don't. This is this is the one thing that's bad about me is I only watch racing. Couldn't give a single shit about football, baseball, hockey, basketball, none of it. Literally couldn't care less. Oh, it's been nice having you on as a guest. <laughs> See, if you, I'm okay with that. If knowing that you're from the Philly area, if you got on and just took a dump on the Patriots, it'd make me even happier. I mean, I know enough to hate the Patriots and the Cowboys. That's about it. But then you're okay. I, yeah, I just I don't care. That's it's not my it's not my shtick. Maybe that's probably maybe, maybe I hate that stuff because like I used to get so much crap from people in school about well, you just like people that turn left every day. And it's like, yeah, well, fine. You like to watch people that like hit a ball with a stick or fat people that run into each other and get concussions. It sounds real stupid when you simplify it, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, so. I hate people who say that type of shit, because if you think about it realistically, I mean, Mark Martin had the toughest training regimen of any person in sports yeah. ever. Dude is a literal badass. You, you could take, I mean, Tom Brady's 43 years old. He's the best quarterback of all time. Doesn't matter what you say. I mean, the guy goes out there and he does incredible things, but he wouldn't last a day doing what Mark Martin did. No, none of them would. He, he's uh, it, The guy's unbelievable. I think he still yeah. does it now. He's yeah. a beast. Yeah, he's, he's a beast. Awesome. Yeah. Mark Martin he's is about, like, he's about this tall. Oh, yeah. 
but he's, he's, he's like my height. Yeah, he's unbelievable. How tall yeah. is that? <laughs> it's probably about uh, three foot uh, seven. No, <laughs> he is a small guy. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, but, I think he's I think he's shorter than uh, than Joey Logano, and Joey's kind of short. Joey, Joey's, no, he's not. No, Joey's oh, no, like not, short no, tall. No, Joey no, is I'm not like. About Joey. I was thinking about Dale. I was thinking oh. about Dale. Dale's short. He's like five six, five seven. Jeff is short too. Jeff, Jeff is, is not short. a whole Jeff lot. Is, yeah, he's Jeff. not a lot taller than I am, honestly. No, uh, it's, he, the, it's the California in him. Mm. Yeah, what are you saying? People in California are short. Mostly. Have you ever met anybody over there? They don't. They, you know, there a lot of them are short. I lived in California. Uh, a lot of them are short. Everybody uh, I've ever met not, from California. Uh, everybody I surfed with was as tall as me or taller. Everybody I've ever met that was from California is about. Are these five. the ones that have lived there their whole life? Their families from there are the ones that moved there because they no, thought they the, could make it big or something. No, the ones that lived there their whole life. No. I'm going to move to California to become a, uh, you know, a world famous superstar. That's it. Yep. In yeah. what? Street I'm, warming. Yeah, because yeah. that's going to get you far. I you might know, have enough money to like buy a cardboard box from like a refrigerator to live in. Maybe if I'm if I'm feeling real frisky, maybe I'll get like a washer dryer cardboard box and I'll attach that so I have like a guest room or something. That's probably about, what most people could afford. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. I looked up what my salary would get me in California the other day, and I was yeah. like, "Wow, a one bedroom box." That was that's nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know Pretty the much. phone call. Usually the phone call you hear from people like. You know, girls and guys go out there in California. You get this phone call to mom and dad. Mom and dad, I, I landed a role in a movie. Oh, really? What's the name of it? Um, I can't tell you. <laughs> really? What's the name? Come on, just tell us. Um, uh, she does it from behind. <laughs> <laughs> There's the black square and the orange square. Dollars. I can afford to live here for a month now. <laughs> yep, that's it. Yeah, oh, but, oh, that's pretty much the way it is. Made it on the casting couch. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. And with that, uh, <laughs> ahem, ahem. Moving ahem. On. Uh, Thomas, we're coming up to Daytona. Is it yep. this week? It's this yep. week, right? Yes. Wow. I can't believe it's already on us. I mean, it's, we're already middle, here. It's, it's literally almost the, like it's the middle of summer now. I can't believe that. Um, so coming up to Daytona. Uh, so we do this little thing. I don't know if you've watched the podcast before, but we do this little thing where we go around the horn and we make our picks for the week. Um, being oh. that it's the first week of the season, I don't know if Randy's going to have one because he probably doesn't have the driver list in front of him. Oh, no, I, no, I got a pick. Yeah, All right, pick. perfect. So we'll start with Josh, and then we'll go down, and we'll... Uh... Why, why, why you got to start okay, me you on know the what? spot? We'll start, we'll start with our yeah. guest. We'll start with the fuel driver. Yeah, that's normal. Oh, God. Anyway. You can pick anybody in the field. Um, you can pick yourself. But, hmm. you know, that makes you sound conceited. So it's up to you. Yeah. Well, oh, this is tricky. So the only reason I would pick myself is because I won the last plate race. However, that's probably the only plate race I've won in a league in like five years. So probably not a good idea. Um. Oh, man. I almost want to pick one of the VRA guys because there's eight of them. So like, you know, a quarter of the field just controls the whole race. Statistically, so, yeah, they're going to yeah. nothing wrong with that. Somebody's probably going to wreck one of them that takes the rest of them out. There you go. Um, if they're all in a line, the guy in front of them wrecks, then they're done. Yeah, that's it. Um, I kind of like, I'm thinking Shane. I've, I've raced with him for a couple, like through the last couple leagues that I've been in on iRacing, and he's he's a smart dude, and he knows how to get it done at play tracks. So, 
he's my pick. And I know the last plate, actually the last two plate races really that we've had, he and Alan worked really well together. So I'm a go I'm I'm picking Shane. All right. Uh, I'll pick next. I would normally say I'm going to pick myself at a plate track because I like plate racing. Yeah, um, but you can't get into the pits in those. Whenever Chris Pacini hasn't been around me, I've gotten wrecked by my teammate. He's the oh. only teammate I've ever had that hasn't wrecked me at a plate race and actually helped me win one. So because of that, I'm going to pick Josh because I love pushing at plate <laughs> tracks. And I'm going to... No, I... I love pushing it. Have plate you tracks seen me I, at plate tracks lately? Can you shut up and let me talk? That'd be great. <laughs> oh I'm going to pick you because I love plate tracks and I'm going to love, I love pushing. I was the best pusher in the, in the field at Talladega and the trucks. Um, I was a pretty damn good pusher at Talladega and the Arca cars. And I just, I love the drafting package that is these Xfinity cars. So uh, I'm going to pick Josh because he's going to get pushed to the wind by me. Um, yeah. I'm actually, because I went back and watched past races, specifically plate tracks, because you really need to figure out how people drive at these, and it helps. To where you actually referenced my pick, I'm going to go with Alan. Because again, Not a bad pick at all? No, he's just, he was great in the draft, and seems to actually know how to push teammates. Oh, and not wreck them like you did to me? At Talladega twice? I mean, no. there's a good chance I'm going to get wrecked by my teammate because we have a new teammate this year who's still relatively new to iRacing and he still hasn't done a lot of plate racing. So we have to pick a night. It might be tonight that we're just going to like beat him into submission so he figures out how to bump draft and stuff. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So Randy. Okay. All right. So, uh, all right. So we did say Blake was going to be in this race, right? Yes, we did. We, we actually have a full and Endeavor team. I was going to say we have a full Endeavor team going into this. So my pick is going to be Blake Gordon. That's a good pick. Oh, by, by the way, uh, Nick, when you say I'm a good pusher, I start thinking California all over again. I you know, was letting it cast go. and count the whole thing. <laughs> anyway, you know what? Wow. Uh, I think, I think that's all Hold I think on. It's... Nick may give you the whole tip. That's all the time we have for full this week. So, oh uh, God, Thomas, we're we're glad you uh, we're glad you joined us. Hey, thanks uh, for having me. It was a lot of fun. I appreciate it. Right, right, we Thomas. look forward to the season starting on Monday. Yeah, it's uh, should be a good one, and hopefully we uh, I don't know. Hopefully we don't have the big one. Just just avoid but, the number thirty car. Don't avoid. By the no. way, you're gonna see you're gonna see me in this beautiful paint scheme that some certain you know elwood guy made for me i have no idea yeah he's uh I've, I've seen him he's uh he seems like he's all right with painting he's not too bad you know dude i can't wait for my throwback scheme at darlington holy crap did he do a good job on that i gotta decide what we're doing for throwback stuff usually my teammates and i try to pick something like of the same theme but i don't know we'll see like one year we did all the talladega knights cars and I think last year we did like classic race cars. So I did like a Corvette Grand Sport. Um, Tyler did um, Mark Donahue's Camaro, Penske Camaro. So, you know, we try to pick a theme if we can, but we'll uh, we'll see. We have we put literally zero thought into it. So might want to need to get on that. (laughs) I went full mid 80s. It's it's, it's beautiful work on that one, too. All right, well, uh, Thomas, thanks for coming to join us tonight, and uh, we wish you the best of luck this season in Fuel. 
Thank you guys. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for uh, all the work you guys have done so far. The broadcast looked great last week and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to Daytona. It should be a good one. That it should. Look forward to talking to you on Monday. Sounds like a plan. I'll see y'all later. See ya. Yeah. All right. So Thomas uh, filled us in on his life and got us caught up on some of the NASCAR thoughts he had. And uh, now we will uh, transition into uh, our next subjects. And uh... <laughs> oh, I've got lots for this I, one. I, I got so much to say, and it's it's from so many different people's viewpoints. But I'm going to keep it anonymous. But so I have let, let let's go ahead and go so in our much. normal order. Go into TNT from the AOLL, and I want to open it up with one quick question. What you got? Nick, were you playing games on the start there? No, no. So you know what happened? (laughs) And it's the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in a race car. Did you shift (laughs) down to first? I put it in second, and I knew I was in second. I was fine with being in second. And I, um, I don't know what the hell was going through my head, but I went to put down the throttle. And I pushed down the clutch. And then when I finally let go of the clutch, I was hitting it off the red line. And that was just, that was the end. That was the end. There was just, there was nothing. It's the most embarrassing thing I've ever done in a race. I have no idea how I did it. I went back and I tried to think, what was I doing? Was I talking to someone? No, I was focused on beating Tim on the restart, listening for his car to go. And I I pushed the damn clutch down. So you realize yeah, that, that you can't that give nice. uh, John Gordon any crap anymore. Well, no, I didn't play games. I made a mistake. There's a difference between so playing games and make. And we're gonna agree to disagree on that one, my friend. That you're never gonna. You're I never, never ever, want to hear ever. that one more time because it doesn't matter whether you're playing games or if you screwed up your shift. Same no, result. There's a big. There's a big. There's a big difference. There's Same big result. Difference. I wasn't the leader, so. You were outside outside line though. You were still on the front row and collected <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. collected I, I, your teammate. I, you collected anyway. many other people. Let's look at it. It went like this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. So yeah. That was like that. Uh, I'll I'll take my shit first. That was embarrassing. I I honest to God, I was sitting there on the front stretch. And what happened three seconds later with somebody turning left into me instead of driving past me aggravated the piss out of me too. But I I was sitting there in the front stretch with the car stalled and I was just like, I am never going to live this one down because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what I do from here on out. If I go win races and a championship or whatever, it's there's I'm and I, I deserve it. I deserve to get shit for that because that was the most. I have done some stupid things in a race car. I've done some stupid things in a real car, but that was bad. That was terrible. Yeah, that's bad. That was really bad. I I have to admit that was pretty bad. I couldn't believe he did that. But hey, um, I mean, I ran the numbers, and last night, sixty-two percent of laps were under caution. That's not surprising. Before the race, we were talking, and I, I said we were going to get 16 green flag laps. So at least we went past my thought, but it, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't pretty. I mean, in all honesty, it was like... It's typical I, short track stuff. Honestly, the two people that can be blamed for running at Concord are myself and Carl. Because we actually ran that in fuel, 
and it was an absolute blast. I mean, it's a mini Phoenix, which is a mini Pocono. So it's a mini version of a mini track. It's a beautiful track to race at. It, it takes a lot of skill to get around it fast, and it's 16 and a half seconds. It, it drives like, it laps like Bristol. It drives like Phoenix, but it has its own characteristics. It's, it's amazing, and it's just... it uh, the, the car to me last night seemed loose at times. I, I I really never could get a hold of it. It 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 was confusing me. It was like I'd be tight one lap and the next lap I would be loose. I'm like God, it, it's not consistent. It was uh it's it almost drove like New Hampshire in a way and what I mean yeah. by that is like you have to at New Hampshire there's multiple grooves you can take but only one line you can actually run. Mhm. And well, last night, there was multiple groups. You could take the inside lane. You were going to get beaten. We saw that on restarts. The outside lane was where you wanted to be. But you wanted to run the outside lane. And you could run them both. But, you know, you could really only master the, the middle lane, which was the lane to be in. And I think the inside lane was a lot looser than anybody really expected it to be. So and you, the tires took forever to warm up. Well, it's a short lap. But you referenced that it was loose like it was in New Hampshire, and we'll get to that, but that was 42% run under caution, which was the but, best um, of the week for the Yeah, AOL. it was cold last night, too. It was like 72. The track temp was only, I think the track temp was only like 85 degrees. It yeah, it was cold. only 85, 85 degrees. It was a really cold racetrack last night, which didn't help, but... No. You know, you, you have to, to be able to be a good race car driver, you have to, you know be able to run in any of that it's just some, i think things just caught some people off guard which it happens to everybody i mean it was just one of those tracks i'm glad i dropped out when i did i just uh <laughs> i well i i just i dropped out i the first uh i spun the first time all by myself it was my my fault i got loose coming off of four and uh then as we were going around there was a couple more cautions that i'm running around and for some reason, I'm sitting there that keeps saying, stay behind the pace car. I'm like, what What the heck? And I'm like sitting back there and it keeps saying it. And it keeps saying it. I'm like, pace car is in front of me. How am I supposed to, am I supposed to wait for them to come around? So I slowed down and was waiting for the pace car. Well, then you guys went green. I just said, the heck with it. I'm going to go, how many laps am I going to go down now? Forget this. Because I got black flagged. So I just pulled in and said, I'm not going to be seven laps down. You know, just run around the back. I'm going to get the same spot either way. With the amount of so. cautions we had last night, Randy, you would have got your laps back. No, no, oh. no. I talked to, I talked to <laughs> John Carl, Gordon about it. Carl got said, his laps back. Yeah. But he, but, wouldn't, he would have been seven laps down. I think six six or five was the max. Yeah. And then so. you also look at the fact that pretty much everybody went down a lap with each incident. So that person only went one lap down was going to get the lap back eventually. And Unless they're involved in the next incident, which we saw a lot of uh, repeat offenders. No, yeah. it, but it, it is one of those tracks. And again, I, I love it. It's absolute great time to run in any car. The Arcas may be a little bit on the too powerful side for it, but they're right on that border. I think um, I think if we ran the modifieds, that would be an outstanding race. And I'm 
Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. You you run the modifieds on anything, and that's going to be an outstanding race. Like a super race. light model would be an outstanding race, too, there. Um, maybe even like a winged sprint car be nice there, but... That would be fast. I think, I think Arca is... Uh, I think it'd probably be doing almost 15 seconds in a winged sprint car. Oh, those absolutely. things are stupid quick. I couldn't believe how fast those are. I went to a wing sprint car race a couple weeks ago at a really small track up here. I couldn't believe how freaking fast those things are. Yeah, we should I, have I didn't know. Sort of... I didn't know that there was, like, I didn't know that they were faster than the cup cars at Bristol. And I looked it up and I was like, holy crap, they are really quick. Yeah, it's all that downforce. Downforce does too. Yeah. That's why I, I, I actually, just couldn't believe how fast they were. That's why I'm actually excited for the next gen cup car. But unless unless don't one want of to us, circle you know, back to that one. Unless one of us gets killed at Daytona in it. Uh, but hey. there there's no denying I wasn't in the race. I just got to watch it this morning. It was it was rough. It was fun though. At, at the end of the day, I think um it was generally fun. It was I had actual fun. It's the first time at a short track in a long time. Even I think I finished on the lead lap the last short track we had two last season, but I had genuine fun last night, which I haven't had in a, in a arc. You uh, a long time. you spun there at the uh, last uh, restart too. I spun like, on the la- I spun on the last lap coming last to the lap, dog yeah. and I had yeah. to throttle up and I battled. Um, oh, it was it wasn't Blakey? I think it was Josh Mays to the line for six. Yeah, Josh I Mays. Think, yeah, I think he beat me to the line by like that much, but it, it was fun nonetheless. I mean, I. I found speed that I hadn't found in practice or qualifying throughout the race, and it helped me get up to second. I think if I didn't make any stupid mistakes, I would have had a good top five, but it is what it is. It's just my luck. It's just who I am. I make stupid mistakes. I got to work through those and get better at that, and I think then I'll be a more uh, rounded race car driver. Absolutely. I think that's same my same problem as well. So. Well, Randy, we I... can sit here and talk all night, but you were in third last week in the TNT. You were fourth in the Sportsman this week. For your whole yeah, I was, race. Yeah. The old Randy Pepper was coming out. And I was like, wow, we are going to be in trouble with drop weeks if this guy comes out. You know, I just got to get some of the tracks. I just got to get a little bit more con- consistent. You know, I actually, me and Johnny focus more on uh, learning uh, the sportsman race than I did on the ARCA race. And that was kind of the, you know, we ran those back to back. And so I, you know. I think I, I focus more on the sportsman, which I probably should focus more on the ARCA thing because I mean that one I actually can run for points, but it is what yeah, it is. You have um you have had so much just raw speed in the ARCA cars since you returned to those. It's unbelievable. It, it's it's like a total one eighty from where you were in the cup cars, and then it, it, the cup it trans- but it transfers over to the cup cars. I think I think yeah, if you went I, back and ran the cup cars again you'd be just as you know maybe not just as fast because they're stupid and overweighted and they just yeah, they don't turn I don't, but i have no desire to run that cup car yeah, i mean uh and until we go to that next gen i love the way the next gen drives i i, I can't don't get two years to it don't get two years to it yet we have to see how it actually handles i think it's going to change no, immensely sure. hey, randy uh-huh. i would just like to throw out because we're kind of naturally segueing a little bit into Sportsman here. You are only 27 points out of the chase in Sportsman right now. What? 
Yeah, and Adam's going to miss a couple races late in the season, I think, too. So you should probably keep running in sports. You're currently twenty first. It's eighteen. Get into the first round of the chase for sportsmen. Sean Carmody right now is in eighteenth with five hundred and seventy four. You are in twenty first with five hundred and forty seven. I hadn't even paid attention to it. So, what's the next track that sportsman goes to? Uh, that's a good question. That I can, tell I can you. give me a get second. It. Dover. Uh-huh. I'm all right. That's the kind of fast track, but I like the short tracks. I really do. I think I, I like the short tracks because you really have to focus on what you're doing opposed to what everybody else is doing. So I like that type of track. Yeah, it's a good race track but to watch. Dover, Dover is a very, again, it's fast, but it's also relatively short. And with the trucks, it's, well, it's going to be slower than the cup cars, but it's basically a plate track with some of the smaller cars. That effing ally walk across bridge, though, for God's sakes. Terrible being a commentator with that thing. Yeah, but we also get to hear many comments about the pit road pickers. <laughs> and playing at the uh, casino. Yeah. <laughs> pit road pickers, what? You don't know what the pit, pit road pickers is? He brings it up like, he brought it up like five times when you guys were broadcasting there. Can you see shirt? these bags under my eyes right here? I don't I had... know what day of the week it is at this point, Josh. It's Friday because right. you're talking to us. I think I All can right. remember back to when we broadcasted Dover, which was what, like eight weeks ago? I don't remember what happened the last time we were with the IVRL. I have to look back before the races. My memory's gone. Pit Road too much up is, that is the, the band that I play in for the NASCAR races. That's the band that Pat Patterson is a singer. Fat Boy, who worked for Richard Childress, is a drummer. No, got back. McSwain is the drummer. No, Fat Boy. Yeah, oh, yeah, Fat, Fat Black McSwain. No, well, is is I maybe that's his last. Name. I don't. I all I know is Fat Boy. But he worked for yeah, Richard Childress for years. Yeah, yeah. He was on the three team, right? Yeah, he was on the yeah, three it's team. Yeah, Fat Black McSwain. Okay. Oh, whatever. I I don't. You know, I've actually I've played with the guy for like seven years now. And didn't know his last name. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> I, oh, so okay, so Fat Boy, and then um, Matt Humphreys, who's uh works he plays bass for us and he's a guy that after or i mean he's like the head of talent and uh media of uh for nascar so whenever the uh like the winner he takes them all back to their their motor coaches and stuff like that like uh, every year he always posts a picture of him and the winner for the uh you know the champion going back to the motor coach you guys have a website and everything yeah there's a website up there Oh, there's a picture of the guitar attic here. <laughs> I don't oh know what's God. up there. That's cool. Yeah. So, and then uh, Reed Spencer, if you know who Lee Spencer is, her husband, Reed, Reed Spencer, is our other guitar player. So, and then you have Jimmy Fallon, who works on the uh, the uh, uh, Nice Motorsports trucks. He's, uh, of course, or Brett Moffat. He's uh, our, one of our other guys. So... And then we have other cast of characters that come in and out. That is pretty cool. I did not know that. That's cool. Yeah. So that's yeah, that's one of the main connections I have with Pat is because we play in a band together. 
But speaking of uh, speaking of Pat, he did have to mention on Sunday that it was getting dark seventy five times. It's like it's getting dark out here. It's, Pat getting, was... it's, it's getting really dark. Well, Pat said he was looking over the shoulder over over Kyle, who's in turn one, I guess, or turn two, and he goes, "Kyle, there's a cloud coming up over top of you. There is it raining yet? Nope, it's gonna rain. It's getting dark." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Yeah, we talked about that the other day. So, <laughs> anyways. Yeah. Dover should be good in the trucks. Dover's a fun track. It's just I hope so. Annoying I, to broadcast. I didn't realize. I'm glad you told me that, Josh. I didn't realize how uh, close I was in of actually making the chase. It's one of those things that I keep an eye on because I have a tendency to miss Wednesdays, so I know where just about everybody is in that bottom like five, and who can actually get up there because I actually want to make it. What are the uh, what are the uh, point standings right now? So if we run through very quickly here, Blake Gordon is in first, Justin Anderson second, Dan Shirley third, Joe Dinsmore fourth, and Brandon Bernhardt in fifth. Okay, That's now go. That, uh, Blake is going down. Now who's down after that? I mean, how? I mean, what uh, Brandon wants you to run through the top eighteen. Yeah, I want, I want no go, Pat. I want to see who how far back i just want to see where the points are because i never can't find the point standings on anything well you're not going to be able to find it on the well sim racer hub which used to be dan lisa they kind of butchered it when they changed hands but that's neither here nor there but no blake is leading with 1064 he's leaving leading Oh, leading. I thought she said he's leaving. So, <laughs> like, so why did they do this? It was this morning. Ooh. But, huh. no. And Blake just called it out that you're going to probably pass Steve Dominey, who's 13 races, but 11 provisionals. Hmm. So, yeah, I don't think I have any more Wednesday night gigs either. So. And yeah, like Dan Witt, when he comes back, you've you have a reasonable run in. The one person that's gonna throw you for a loop is Mr. Downey, because he's uh, Johnny. Yeah, he's he's nineteen, looking at, on the outside, looking in. Yeah, but no, there's. I'm just hoping that it's not me. Well, now where are you at? Oh, I'm in fourteenth. Hence why I know where all the people are that can boot okay. me if I really <laughs> Oh, boy. Yeah, so. <clears throat> well, I guess I'll have to actually practice on Monday night. <laughs> I'll be running fuel, which has hurt me more than I want it to, but. It's a hey, lot it of sounds like, it sounds like you're getting a great, great experience out of that, so. Yeah, I'm learning hey, I'm that people are way faster than me. Yeah, I'm 32nd in points, so you know. Feel well, better good than me. <laughs> yeah, with 11 provi- or 6 provisionals, they just gave up on giving you provisionals. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. That's weird. That's strange. I don't know. It's yeah. not that big of a deal to me. 
All right, so uh, we're going to Dover. Who? Let's run some picks. <sighs> well, I mean, it's Dover. Uh, let me look back at last year. Let me see who won last year. I'm going to guess I already know who won last uh, year. I got to guess. I have my guess, too. But uh, let me check Dover, Dover. Did we not run Dover? Hold uh, on, wait. We may not have in the trucks. We didn't run Dover. Wow. That's... I mean, it's still going to be a relatively safe guess here. I mean, I'm looking at last year's... Um, there's only... Hold on. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven races. This guy didn't win last year. Um, it's been pretty much the same story this year, almost. Um, well, I mean, it really hasn't, but... Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Blake Gordon. I think he's going to probably get... Seems like a Blake type of track. Blake or Justin, but I, I would go with Blake. I'm going to go with Mr. Consistent, uh, Dan Shirley. Well, my pick. That's who I was going to go with, too. Dan's I do on, wanna... he's on a roll, so I was going to go with mm -hmm. Dan as well. I do want to say that... Um... Blake, like not Blake. I don't want to say Blake. Blake didn't lose a step. Um, everybody else on Wednesday nights kind of picked their. I mean, there's really no better word for it. They got their shit together this season in, in, in the trucks. Or just um, picked their game up. Yeah, these guys are. It's so much tighter this season than it was last year at this point. I mean, Blake had pretty much to the chase, pretty much won everything. And yeah. For the beginning part of the season, it was pretty much him and Justin, but like Chris got involved in it. He got a win. Um, Sean's got a win. Uh, Chris has a couple wins. Uh, Dan Shirley has you a few a, wins. I have a win. I yeah, mean, it, you got a win, so give yourself credit for that. See, yeah, Justin, has. Had, you know, hey, kiss my ass. Uh, but it's, it's really interesting to see, um, you know, like how much tighter the truck series is this year. And from a guy who's normally in like mid pack, like the 15th to eighth place ratio is where I think I usually am. It's what I feel like I am. At least it's, it's a lot tighter than it was there last year too. It seems like the, um, the skill level has all just kind of leveled out. Everybody's gotten used to it and just really started to kick ass at every track. I, I really still think it's, it's still a, maybe a seven car, or seven truck, uh, you know, feel advantage. I think the top seven really have that advantage over everybody else. Yeah, but we still got a long way to go till the chase, though, Josh. I thought it was. Oh, like we do. I thought it was like five races. No, it's like nine races. Yeah, you're thinking cup. I couldn't believe. It. Like I, I still have technically. I'm not mathematically eliminated if I started performing well with all the guys who get provisionals every week. I mean, the only thing I'm looking forward to on this is mid-Ohio, and that's just because I may have gone into the gravel at a very high speed in real life going into turn four. So, when is mid-Ohio? Oh, mid -Ohio that's not September. It's September 8th, so... Okay, um, so there's a possibility maybe I'll get some new VR by then and I'll actually be able to run a road course because without VR, I suck really, really bad. Because I ran the last uh, race in VR and I, actually, I finished, so I was happy with that. You almost beat me. I almost did. You beat me? I know. I did. You did? You beat me? Well, that's pretty amazing. It you is. didn't show up, did you? 
No, I did. Remember no, he was you, there. Um, you, I think you took me out once. It wasn't on purpose. Oh. You, you, yeah, you took me out yeah. once. I take or, everybody out. Or I might have outbroke myself trying not to get taken out by you. Or I, trying to take you. I can't remember. It was one of the, It was either I was trying to take you out or you took... One of us was trying to take the other out. The other you way, know I what? I broke too early. Whenever I wear those jeans, everybody wants to take me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, natural progression would be uh, Randy, you picked Blake, right? No. I no, I no, no I, I picked Daniel. Daniel. I picked Daniel. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. I thought you said I thought you said you picked Blake. Okay. No. Um nope. natural progression would be to go on to the cup series. Uh before we but before we start talking about the cup series, I think we have a couple points we might want to touch on. You do. I'm gonna run I, and I, refill my lemonade real quick while Nick goes I on have, rant. Was I that have a, is that a Mike's Hard Lemonade or no? Is no, that regular just lemonade? Regular lemonade. Are you? Feel, yeah, I know you're not feeling good. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have one very specific point I want to touch on, and it's I would like a definition of what an incident is. Okay. And and, and what I'm saying is I would like a definition of the exact definition that we go off of as an administration team of exactly what an incident is. Because I have seen some things the last few weeks that I would classify as an incident. They don't classify as incidences. And then that I wouldn't classify as an incident with like the biggest ruler in the world that they classify as incidences. So I I would like a like official definition of what we're talking about the standings when yeah. when yeah. Joe goes back and he goes through and figures out well, yeah the, the, the points yeah. get together they go through they figure out who does what I would like an official definition of what they consider an incident because in my opinion and I'm not the only person but I'm not going to throw people out there we're going to stay anonymous with it that there's there are too many instances of it being too general of what incident is and what it isn't. Like there was two or three things this past weekend that were counted as incidences that weren't incidences, but there were incidences that happened that weren't counted as incidents. So just, I just want a definition. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's again, we playing devil's advocate. Yeah. There were a few that came out, just from my opinion, broadcasting it, and unfortunately, I got to talk about a lot of cautions. A lot. I By yourself. <laughs> yeah, 42% of it. And Blake just kind of went exactly where I was going to go. It's subjective. In all reality, it is. And this is something that I try to remind a lot of people, is not everybody's replay is actually going to be exactly the same. When they save the replay, it's the data that their computer received. To where we've seen a lot of incidents that it's 100% netcode on my end, but on someone else's... It's... Blake, the door is open if you want to come on the podcast. I will gladly invite you in here. But again, some people's... Because there have been certain ones that even like after a race... And Carl and I have discovered this. We'll watch the exact same thing. And for me, it's netcode. For him, it was a blatant hit. So it really does kind of just boil down to, A, what their computer saw. And sometimes 
it's different. And I saw things from the broadcast aspect that if somebody sent me a video and we compared the exact same camera angle to what they saw, there's a chance it's going to actually be different. See, but that's right there. That's what you have right there is you have a controlled situation that you can control. You have the broadcasters. Use us to your advantage. If there's an incident on the track and you need somebody who isn't physically involved in it, use their computer as what was seen on the racetrack. If the broadcast saw it, rule it that way. Not saying that our opinion is how you rule it. You ask for our footage, we send it to you, because we all save our replays. Yeah, sometimes. Once, well, the ones of us who broadcast, we mostly usually send up, save our replays, and we usually look at them more than once. Should I start doing that? <laughs> I mean, we probably should now. I mean, I'm, I'm, no. <laughs> you can if you want. I'm not saying we have to, because it's another step, but I'm just saying it, it would be, that would be a perfect, like, it, it's the fix to the situation. If it was seen in a broadcaster's replay, that's what goes out to the fans. Use us as the control car, right? Ask us for our stuff. We'll send it to you and you go and you do your, your incident review off of our stuff. And then there's no, well, this is what Joe's computer saw. This is what Johnny's computer saw. This is what Ed's computer saw. And then this is what Blake's computer saw. And then this is what Randy's computer saw. It's, this is what one computer saw and that's it. And, and an incident can't be subjective. It, but at the same Some time, we're talking, be, we're talking but... humans, and you know what? The good thing is, is we do have to think about the fact that there is an admin team that is going through, and I like to believe that they are trying, doing everything in their power to be neutral in all of these situations. And... I agree with you that they try, but as a human me and you both know if you have ill feelings towards a certain person about something specific it's very hard to let that not creep in your mind so being neutral isn't always the person who should be doing that is someone who isn't racing if you had a non-racing admin or a race control person they should deal with all of that well, but we are also looking at it, it, we're looking at it in terms of, specifically right now, we are talking, and, yeah, Blake, there, we know you hate everyone, don't worry. There, I'm talking about multiple incidences that I saw, not just on Sunday, but no, like in I, general, things that we've seen over the last eight months, six uh, months. It, but anyway, again, I, I really look at it as... If we're talking about the, since we're talking about the point system for the cup, it's, it's a brilliant way to try to deter people from making dumb moves because Lord knows I make more than I should. And we don't have it in TNT. We have the three incident rule that is, makes it to where you get parked, but we've only had to enforce that twice. And one of those people is here with us tonight three times you've been kicked off the track three times no 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 jackass it's <laughs> happened three times oh it's been okay i it was last night it happened one more time 
Okay, that would be why I don't know, because I wasn't there. But, again, we look at it this way. It's ways to deter people from being dumb. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was put in place to and... try to detour people from doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And I'm not shitting on, on the admins. I want to make that very clear. I think what they do is ridiculous. I don't think they should do half the shit they do for most of the people here. But what they do is unbelievable. Um, all of them. Current admins or former admins. It, it, it was... That's... You have to be a certain type of person to want to take on all that responsibility for this league. Because uh, it's not... It's not like a one night a week thing. They've got to be doing this three or four nights a week to actually make sure this place runs well. So they do an awesome job. I just want... I want to get all of the, you know, things that can be to subject or to just looking at it and, and thinking, well, I would call it this way. If we have a definition, maybe not a definition of what every incident is, but a general definition of what they're going to rule an incident and it's out there then it stops a lot of the conversation. Well, but at the same time, I think the biggest thing, and some of the things that they're calling incidents, are setting precedents. And there are things... And they're dangerous precedents. I wouldn't some necessarily of them, call some them. Some of them, but if... So, I don't want to reference it, because it... I don't want to reference exactly what I'm speaking about, because I don't want to talk about the person who's not here to talk about it. Um... But it's it's more of a thing. If it happens once and you use that as the precedent, that's fine. But if it happens again and you call it a total different way, then you're just talking up both sides of your mouth and we don't know who, what, what you know, when you're actually telling the truth and or when you're we, letting it. But we haven't reached that point to where some of but, these are, many of them are actually original incidents and sometimes I'm hoping, because I know specifically what you're talking about, it's not something that's likely to happen again anytime soon. And again, I was out on, tr I was broadcasting, and some of the things that they picked up on are not things that ended up in the broadcast. And. That because there was a little bit of extra nuance there. And, again, I don't think it's something that we should really dwell on. Because, again, it's something that was put there for the advantage and, admittedly, a little bit of public shaming for doing stupid things. And, you know what? I think they should I... do it in TNT. That's, that's, another, that's another serious thing that you're bringing in. I think you'd see... I, I'm going to argue against that for one simple reason, and it's a development league. It's, okay, we have a lot of guys that, because they get to be out there every week, are making, they're making strides. We've seen a lot of improvement from a lot of guys in the TNT, and you know what? Punishing them for, okay, we had three incidents one week, they have one incident the next week, and then 
they have one incident the next week, we sit them. Yeah, and it doesn't make sense with that league. No, you got to leave that one alone because, yeah, like you, like last night we had Mark Schilling who was uh, came out okay. for the first time, Blake and it out. and he was you know that was his first race, and yeah, he got in some incidents, but that's because he's still trying to learn. But I'm sure he was happy that he beat his son Derek. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, Mark is um, uh, Mark. Mark isn't who I'm talking about. That's not why I would implement. Oh, that. I know. I'm just saying that Mark was out there. I'm just saying putting maybe in, sportsman. In, in T yeah, sportsman maybe, but TNT no. Maybe sportsman then next season. I I don't know. It's just, you know we're we're I, just talking here. Um, and, and I just want to make know it what? clear it's... again, we're not talking bad about the admins. That's not what we're here to do. We're just you know we're having a conversation about something that maybe needed to be talked about. And by the way, Blake did say. That that's why he was doing the incident videos and that ended up not working. But that was part of my Friday morning, like getting ready for work was getting to see what all actually happened because I couldn't see. <laughs> yeah, I it. did too. I have to, <laughs> I think eight o'clock in the morning. Out. I'm like, that's the watch thing. my phone, watch all the incidents. I liked it because, like Carl said, I agree with Carl. I didn't want to be in those videos at all, so I did everything I could on Thursdays to not be in that video. At least not be the person causing me incidents in the video. If I was involved, then there's nothing I could do about it. I will that. admit the one time that I made the cover was actually like a bittersweet moment of, oh man, did I screw up? And then laughing and being like, wow, I screwed up enough to end up on the cover? That yeah, is I, true. That's funny. Yeah. But that... let, let's talk about, um, now that we got that out of the way, let's actually talk about the race. So, I, from a broadcasting standpoint, when we were green, it was brilliant. I thought that that was actually some of the best racing that I've seen in a long time, with the exception of a few uh, three-car finishes that we've had. Because New Hampshire's not an easy track, and we were surprisingly seeing guys running a few different lines, and if people got side-by-side you could actually somehow make that bottom line work for a few laps. Eventually, yeah, they would get past. But watching guys go door-to-door -door for two laps trying to get a pass done, it was great. Yeah. But yeah, that, then that the yellow was. would fly. I, I want to make a public apology to SMI for everything in the last year that I've said about New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Because whatever the package was that NASCAR brought there and then iRacing put in to iRacing for New Hampshire this year, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. We had a great race in real life. We had a great race on Sunday in the Cups in AOLL. I mean, it was some of the best racing that I have seen at New Hampshire in 11 years. Uh, it was It was nuts. I was going to say that race. Uh, I didn't see anything awesome. wrong with that race. Yeah. No, I normally I've, I've hated New Hampshire for so long just because of the package they keep bringing there. And, and I've said that the only thing that could save that track was the road course for the cup series, but damn, did they do a good job this year with that package? And I racing did an awesome job with, with redoing the track surface to take what you would get in, in real life now with that, like, PJ1 kind of still being there and you have the two lines and then the one all the way down to the bottom line like gave you that little bit of extra run that you never had before and then you had the third line and then you had the 
generic second line at New Hampshire, but it, that was some awesome racing. Um, I there wasn't a moment that I didn't like about that when they were under green. No, but even in the AOLL, we had. I was talking about the AOLL. Yeah, I, there wasn't a but, moment I didn't like about that in the no, green. No, we got to see Greg Wellen. Well, wins another. But Sean coming in second, starting in 16th, getting himself up into second. Had a brilliant race front to back. Justin led the most laps. Unfortunately, ended up in third. But then you had Mike Bass in fourth. It really ended up being one of those races that we got to highlight a lot of people that we don't normally get to talk about in the race. And again, when it was green, there was an absolutely brilliant just amount of racing top to bottom. The mid-pack was constantly side-by-side, giving us a great show. And like I said, I... Okay, it was long in the booth but again i had a great time calling it and from everybody i talked to that ran it it didn't seem as long as it was because it was fun to run when you got to run the only thing i hope they do with new hampshire uh in the next 12 months is repave the um is repave the surface because the weepers there are getting pathetic it's a problem every time it rains that track. It's pathetic. The weepers in the corners. That's the only thing I hope they do to that track. I hope they keep everything the same. And I hope iRacing just updates the cards a little bit to give it the actual horsepower package. Because they had the wrong horsepower package. They had the right downforce. They had the wrong horsepower. There this but other than that, that track is, is probably one of the best in iRacing right now for the cup cars. And coming from like me, <laughs> coming from me who said that, <laughs> A month and a half ago, they should tear the thing down and put a casino in its place. It's unbelievable. It's it. They did. It's a complete 180 for what New Hampshire's been, not just in real life, but on the service for a long, long time. The track's just been wrong on the service. All right. So, um, points in A O L L. We have any have any idea who's leading that? Yeah, I can tell you right now. So, All right, go for it. Um, well, hold on, so right Randy. Now, uh, who do you what think about? is leading? Uh, Blake. You sir wrong. would be wrong. It's Justin Anderson by thirty three points. But you also have hey. to take into account Blake. Blake was out there. He missed last two races. Yeah, yeah, the first two races. No, he four. also missed last night or last Wasn't week. Wasn't it four? I thought it was four four race suspension. Mm-mm. I think oh, well, he, two. Has, he has five two. provisionals, so he's missed three other races this season. I know of one of them. I don't know of the other two. He didn't race on Sunday. He, he was not here. He was not there this Sunday. Okay, so yeah, he he missed. Uh, he's missed five races, so the five provisionals haven't helped him. You know, getting last place points, but they keep him at second. So he's done a hell of a job. Um, I'm honestly surprised they gave him provisionals, and I think. I'm really surprised they gave him the provisionals for those two races he was suspended for. Yeah, I didn't think they were going still, to. It's, but uh, at it's, the top, it's still unbelievable. Yeah, we've got still 33 coming. points separating the top, and then Joe Joe is 94 back from Blake. In There's third. one thing I wish iRacing tracked throughout a season is laps led. I would like to see 
where that battle is between Blake and and Justin, because those two have been pretty I mean, damn close. I, I know how I could parse it, but no, that's a lot of work. I'm not good. Yeah, I know. I was going to say I could go through all 20 races and, and add up their laps led and get, and, you know, do that manually. But I just like I raced that a little just a little thing that pulls out of the season standings. Oh, wait, hey, uh, we, we may have it. Do they? What? Stats. Oh, damn. Hold on. Laps led. We have Justin Anderson with 731. Blake with 492. With Joshua Hanner at 337 behind him. I didn't know that you could do that. And Hanner has only been raced a handful of races. So, pretty cool. I, I appreciate uh, whoever just told us that was in there. Uh, I didn't that know came from that. Justin and then Ed and Carl. And everybody knew this except for everybody, the three of us, except apparently. For the, yeah, the right. well, you, know what? you know what? I don't care. That was I'm okay with this. That's pretty cool. <laughs> I, I'm glad that you know we we could see that now. That's 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 cool. All right, let's go ahead and uh, make our picks for uh, next Indy week. Road. Oh, so. Uh, I wish we had the proper road course. That's, what do you mean? That's we don't have the proper. We have the. We don't have. Did they update it? Did they add the proper road course? We don't. Have I the, don't the know what you're talking F1, about. Is the yeah. proper road course? Okay, we have the F1 road course. We yeah. don't have the NASCAR road course, which is right. the proper road course for us to run in these cars. To where turn one is the final turn. Yes, we don't have that in these cars. Are you sure about that? I'm, I'm pretty positive that that is sure. an option. I'm pretty sure it's not because there's been a lot of complaining about it throughout different leagues that we cover. Give me I, 30 seconds to look it up. I'm, I'm pretty sure we it. ran that as a fun race, not at on Easter, if I remember correctly. Uh, my content tracks. Where's Indianapolis? Well, whether we're running it is a different situation here. No, we do not have the NASCAR road course from this last year. We have the MotoGP road course, which is pretty much the NASCAR road course, but backwards. So it's not the right way. I mean, um, depending on how you want to talk about it, it could be. The well, right no, way. it's it's we run it. They they run it. They run it clockwise. NASCAR runs the Indy road course counterclockwise. No, the road course is with the flat out corner 13. We don't have, no, this one, the Indy road course that they have here does not have the extra, like, corner. Oh, the chicane and. Yes, the chicane. They have it on the bike road course, but they run that clockwise. Not counterclockwise. We don't run the chicane with this road course, so they have pretty much the actual indie road course, but it's without the chicane, which means it's not the proper road course for this year. Um, oh, yeah. I'll, so I'll it would admit make the I race like having thirteen be wide open. It would make the race better if you actually had the proper NASCAR road course, because I think it makes it more challenging in the final section of the track with the stock cars. Um, I, I look but, at it from a spectator's aspect. 
you have to get turn 12 perfect, otherwise you can lose a half a second on somebody just by being down 10 miles an hour coming out of that last turn. Yeah, but that's not what you're really looking for at the Indy Road Course. You're trying to actually make the race entertaining, and that whole section there, anything that involves most of the Brickyard Circle is boring unless you're an Indy car. So boring in an Indy car. Um, shoot me if you want for saying that, but that's just my opinion. Um, if we actually had the proper road course, I'd pick differently because I think it would suit somebody else. But this road course, I'm going to pick Blake. Okay. Josh? I can't believe I'm about to do this for the first time ever. I'm picking the same person twice. I think that Andrew. this is... Dan Shirley, like, this is a, I, we've seen him do extraordinarily well in all of the road courses this year, just as long as he, well, there is, turn 13's not going to be a problem this time around, because turn 13's an oval corner, because that was his problem when, uh, at Coda was turn 13. See, that was going to be my pick if we had the proper road course. But I don't think this one's going to um, fit him as well as Blake because of that last section. Okay, I'm going to go uh, I'm going to go different. I'm going to go with Greg. Maybe. Have we seen Greg on a road course yet? No, I don't think so. That's why I'm going to go with Greg because I, I, <laughs> I got a feeling he might be asleep in this whole thing. Randy, that's going to be like that. That's going to go one of two ways. That's going to go absolutely unbelievable for you picking that one out of left field. Or he's, he could be like the best thing since sliced bread, or he could finish last. I, I think when he was on the podcast, he actually said he liked road courses. Mm -hmm. So, so that's why I'm going to pick Greg. So, no, 10 4. We will see. Um, I don't, we don't do this very often. Why don't we ask our fans out there to tell us who they're going to pick for this Sunday? Yeah. Who do you guys think is going to win the Indy Road Course? Well, Adam's already picked himself, so the incorrect Indy Road Course, but the Road Course nonetheless. We'll call it the F1 Indy Road Course because that's what it is. We got a Justin yeah. out there from Jason Swan. That's a good pick, Justin Anderson. I was my other choice out. too. Is Chris running? Is Chris Pacini running this weekend? Uh, who knows? Because Justin is asking if Chris is running. I'm thinking if, I think Justin is saying if, if Pacini's running, he's going to pick Pacini. Okay. I'm not going to argue good that pick. one. And Carl, Chris is fast Carl, Carl's man crush stands and he's picking Blake. So that's three for Blake. <laughs> Joe, so Ed's picking Joe. I, I mean, it's a lot of the, um, other than Adam. I mean, and Adam's not. I don't he's know. Not he's terrible. Right he's not great. He's Sorry. not great. He but the okay. Indy, the he's Indy okay. Road course. The Indy road course could be like one of those unknowns because we haven't run it yet. Yeah. Well, again, so like Adam, did. Adam could suck at all the other road courses, but the Indy road course could just be the one that he figures out. Because the Indy road course, I mean, it's not stupid difficult. It's no, it's, a it's very it's it's a surprisingly easy. There's yeah. only one turn that tends to catch people out, and it's it's not bad. It's a lot of I sweepers. 
The yeah. only major issue that I end up having with it is it has two massive breaking zones that I tend to screw up every time. The only the only corner I would think we'd see a lot of people have problems with if we had the like not the new road course that they're running would be the twelve to thirteen section. Coming out of turn twelve, which is NASCAR two into the hard right hander which is a really hard braking zone around well, a curve you know what we don't have it so no that would be the that that's what i'm saying is i think that's the only part of the racetrack turn, really that they'd have any issues it, it, it's turn 10 for me it, it's the tightest corner and these cars aren't gonna turn it, it it's too tight it's tight in a gt car yeah, but turn 10, they didn't really have many issues when they ran here last year. The, the, well, the Xfinity cars they ran here last year, they didn't really have any issues with it. I'll tell you what, my my turn, uh, I'm going to say turn 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, all of them. They all you know, suck to me. Turn 1 is the one that catches me out sometimes because of all the speed you're carrying out of NASCAR like one down the straightaway into the first corner for the, for the, it, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, um, it's kind of like the Charlotte Roval. It kind of catches me out a little bit just because of all the speed you're carrying into that corner. I'm never, I'm never prepared for it. No matter how many laps I, I turn, I'm just never prepared for it. Oh, that's why I don't like this one just because that and going into turn eight heavy braking zones and I will inevitably like zone out on the straight and miss my braking point. <laughs> Well, I, I won't be there, so I'm not even going to worry about it. <laughs> well, I mean, so we talked about all of our NASCAR um, things this week. Randy, yeah, you wanted to have a little bit of like a, a live show, post-show thing? Yeah, I uh, thought we'd kind of do something, go back to my old days. So, uh, first of all, let's let's talk about gear. Let's talk about gear. What What are your... Go to things you have to have if you're going to be a sim racer on iRacing. What do you have to have? You know, if you're watching the show and you've never watched the show and, you, and you're going, oh, I, I want to get into iRacing, but what are the things if you're going to tell somebody, listen, you're into iRacing, what do you need to get into iRacing besides the wheel and the pedals? I mean, what is the, like, you know, whether it be crew chief or whatever, what do you think people definitely need? So I, I'm actually going to break what you already just said, <laughs> pun intended, and okay. agree with what Blake just said. Not just a wheel and pedal set, load cell brakes. Yes, yes. Okay, that's fine. Without a I, doubt. I, I used to have the like default G9, uh, G29 brakes, and I, I swapped those out, and I was like, yeah, this is way, 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 way better. But if you're talking gear, like physical gear, pair of gloves. Y- your hands are going to be on that that wheel a ton, and your hands are going to get sweaty. If you have a pair of gloves, you're I've not. Heard you talk about the glove thing, yeah. It, it's I, I've actually I gotten probably too. I yeah. have probably mm-hmm. gained a half a second a lap on my my brace pace with gloves because I just feel like I can control the wheel better. I have super I sweaty hands, so I need them. Yeah. I don't know if it's something in oh, my head or, or what, but it's just something that makes me feel like it, it, it brings the immersion of the sim up a little bit more. 
So you guys are taking that over VR and everything else? No. Uh, no, I mean, I don't have VR, so I can't say it, but I <laughs> I, I would, you know. So I, it, That's I, not a cheap thing to get either. I can also somewhat agree with exactly what Ed Springer just threw out. He threw out a wife that brings you peach cobbler fresh out of the oven while you practice. Oh, the Ed would say that. <laughs> yeah, a, a wife who's okay with you being on this sim way, way more than you should be is a must. Otherwise, you're either going to A, be divorced and sad and be on here even more, or B, you're never going to be on here and you're going to waste all that money on an iRacing subscription, all those tracks, the wheel and pedals, everything. And then she's just going to smack you in your head and say, oh, what, you don't want to hang out with me anymore? Then get out of my house. And then you really, you know, you lost everything. Yep, absolutely. I agree. I totally agree with that. And my yeah, wife you... lets me do a podcast. She lets me broadcast. She lets yeah. me race three nights I, I, My wife's a saint. I, I don't know how she goes with this, but uh, I uh, shit. I mean, Tuesday nights, IVRL is like three hours. Yeah. Uh, you know, I got yeah. my racing on Mondays now at nine o'clock at night, which probably goes till 11. Uh, Thursdays, I got my racing. I got this podcast on Fridays. I got racing on Sunday. Sometimes racing on Wednesday. I mean, hey, it's not. It's it's like a full time job in of itself, just being a sim racer. And how many? I mean, how many? Like you guys and everybody else list, listening to us or watching us. How many of you do have a wife that during the week goes? Yeah, I know. I know what you're doing this week. Yeah, you got to race. That's what you're doing, because uh, yeah, and they kind of, kind of throw it at you a little bit. <laughs> so any, anybody else? From time to time, she does that. You know what I yeah. do? I take that week off. <laughs> but she goes, oh, so you're racing tonight, huh? No, no, I'm not, honey. Not anymore. <laughs> no, my mine always just asks because my setups in my basement. She's always just asking. When are you going downstairs? <laughs> Just so she knows when she can start watching whatever TV she wants. To oh watch yeah, herself. oh yeah, yeah, dude. I'm mine is the same way. Mine will say, "All right, so it's Wednesday night. Don't you have a race night?" Because all her Chicago PD and all that stuff is on that night. And then Thursday night is, uh, "Gee, don't you have a race tonight, or have, don't you have to call a race or something?" Because uh, you know, uh, Grey's Anatomy's on. <laughs> So yeah, I got the whole thing. I, I understand that totally. So I, I, hopefully uh, you guys out there will comment on that one as we go through that. Now, the next thing we'll talk about, we heard uh, possibly there was an uh, SRX sim oh. coming out. So wait for that. Uh, it's, I, I heard rumors of this, so that, which is going to be kind of cool if this yeah. happens. It's been a hell of a week for, for like, racing video games i mean you have the last week you have the announcement uh well not the announcement but the first look at the new engine for nascar 21 um on xbox and ps5 and pc whatever it's going to be on and you have the announcement that in 2023 we're getting our first indycar game since ea had the license in what 2003 the last time they were in a game was forza and it's not really an indycar sim it's just like a a racing sim um, and then you have the SRX game that you already have, which isn't like a legit sim. It's kind of an, uh, like a arcade style game. And then the rumors of 
an SRX standalone sim, which would be, I don't know how they're going to do it. I don't know if they're going to do it kind of like an add-on to like a Forza or maybe like what Blake said, maybe like an iRacing thing, which would be kind of cool to get the SRX kit cars in here. Um, mm. But it's it's been a hell of a week for racing games, that's for sure. If you're a yeah, gamer, I've spend the week to like be on it. Let's talk about it real quick. So what uh, we've had all these different racing games throughout many years since the 90s. What are your favorite racing games outside of iRacing? I mean, I, I oh. have the specific setup that I do for wheel and pedals because I'll still bust out Gran Turismo. I love NASCAR that. Thunder 2003. By far the best EA Sports NASCAR game ever made. Um, NASCAR Heat 2. Like, not the new one, but the old one from, like, 03. Whatever it was, NASCAR Heat, like NASCAR Heat 03 or whatever it was when the Heat Evolution series first began, was a damn fine simulation ahead of its time. Uh, Dirt to Daytona. Who hasn't played Dirt to Daytona if you had a PlayStation back in like 2004? I haven't played it. You've never played NASCAR Dirt yeah. to Daytona? No. Oh my lord. If you ever get the opportunity to find NASCAR Dirt to Daytona, which it's going to cost you a lot of freaking money to get it for your PS2 because it is a cult classic. It is a unbelievable game. It's, uh, I, from the comments, Nick, uh, you may be alone in that one. I'm not alone in that, trust me. That thing has like a cult following. Dirt to Daytona is one of the most talked about classic NASCAR games. It was the first NASCAR game of its time that allowed you to start in like local dirt cars, drive a Craftsman Truck Series car, then you had no it was it was i'm sorry it was um it was dirt then it was modified then it was craftsman trucks then it was cup cars and this was like in 2003 or 2004 this was like when this shit didn't happen i mean obviously on pc you had nascar racing 2003 but when it first came out all you really had was cup series cars now with mods you have all these different cars but back then it was just cup cars yeah i i mean I, my favorite one back then i i love the 2003 pc game but i also i still like the arca sim racing one i think that was a really good um sim i you know because you had dirt cars as well as the uh you know asphalt cars and you know you had you could you could you know they had mods that you could actually run cup cars in there. So yeah. that was like that was my favorite of the bunch. So um, what was I gonna say? Uh, there's another one. Um, oh, when <clears throat> when EA Sports finally announced or allowed you to take control of like an actual NASCAR team when you bought it and put like a real number on the car. I remember that. 2005, like, no, not Chase for the Cup. It was 06, total team control, where you could switch drivers in the middle of the race, control the whole team, like, help your team finish one, two, three. That was just... The, the EA Sports, what they did with NASCAR games on the console is just unbelievable. Compared yeah, to they, yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
All right, so this last thing, because we only got 10 minutes left. We're going to get out of here at 10 o'clock. Your top five racing movies. Josh, you want to go first? Yeah, because this one's relatively easy. And this is actually no particular order, because I'm not going to lie, one of these is probably going to make people laugh at me, and I'm going to open with that one. Cars. 100%. It's an unbelievable movie for being an animated movie. They they caught NASCAR so well for a Disney movie. I mean, for a Pixar movie. It's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. And Senna, again, one of those that just, that man was absolutely brilliant. The original Gone in 60 Seconds, if we're going to count that. The original one, the one way back? Yes. With Steve McQueen with Bullet? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Original Bullet, so much better than that remake of Bullet. But, ah, oh, geez, Steve McQueen, yeah. best actor of all time. But then we, and then the two that everybody has to expect, which is Days of Thunder, which put NASCAR on my radar and playing the old NES game when I was like six, seven years old and not understanding it, but having a blast. And then I'm assuming every single one of us is going to have Talladega Nights on here. You'd be wrong. Cons- oh, considering Ghostfire right, Media is from that. You'd be wrong. Because you're um, going to have to go all weird on us. No, no, no. I Cars is a top six movie. It's not a top five. Um, obviously, Senna. You can't not know motorsports and not talk about Senna. Um, but Rush, awesome movie. About the 1976 Formula One season, Rush is unbelievable. Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, that's, how, that, that's, that's unbelievable. That's um, a good movie. The Love Bug. Come on, The Love Bug. The first of the trilogy of Herbie movies back from the 60s. What other, whatever bug got three movies about it in the 60s and it was an actual race car? Yeah. And you have to go. Obviously, Days of Thunder. And then my fifth and final movie is actually the Cannonball Run. Oh, well, yeah, that was a race movie. That's for sure. I had forgot about that one. Definitely. But great movie. I had thought about more about Stoker Ace. You guys are which such a good movie. just threw out. Such a good movie. That's a top ten. There's been so many though that like yeah. the top ten could you could literally talk about five hundred movies to get your top ten when it comes to racing. There's so many good ones. Do oh yeah, I know. Consider, do you consider Need for Speed? Like yeah. the Need for Speed franchise, yeah. like the one from 04 and then the the one with like the Mustang and the 2014 or whatever. Do you consider those rate like Racing yeah. movies? I consider yeah. them car movies. I don't know if I consider them racing. Yeah. I think well, I mean, I, I threw in Gone in 60 Seconds, so. Yeah, so yeah, same thing. Yeah. So, all right. So, mine are uh, Days of Thunder, of course. By the way, if you if you like Days of Thunder and uh, you're on YouTube, uh, check out my, uh, my channel, R- Randy's Attic, uh, where I do a... Um, He's inviting you to look- attic, folks. 
Yeah, into Randy's attic, and it's on it's on uh, YouTube, and I'll show you the the uh, filming locations for Days of Thunder. So, if you want to find out where they filmed that in the Daytona Beach area, I document all those areas. So, yeah, check it out. Tip in the attic as well. I, I well, it's just Randy's attic. That, <laughs> so Randy's attic, and uh, and it, it, while you're there, definitely stop by and give me a like and a subscribe <laughs> while you're there too. And also, if you're watching this on YouTube. Give us Ghostfire Media. Give us a like and a, uh, you know, a, you know, a subscribe to the channel. Hey, also, Randy, like yeah. it's better than your basement. I was thinking Randy's panel fan. <laughs> <laughs> it's white, by the way. <laughs> does, it, does it have Andy on the side? <laughs> Wait, no, we're, we're in Daytona. It says free cocaine. Who am I kidding? No, free meth. <laughs> Okay, so my second uh, movie, uh, Talladega Nights, as we, we talked about, we had to have that. My third is Cena, or Senna. I've seen John Cena. Ooh. You can't see me. <laughs> Ooh, you almost got, you almost I know. got your head ripped off Sorry. by the racing community there. I, I think know. everybody in the comments is going to go crazy when you call them Cena. You can't see me. <laughs> uh, four was Rush, like you. And the fifth one is one that, I'm kind of surprised nobody else touched on was the Fast and Furious. Ah, uh, see the first, the first three of them were great. Yeah, the I said the, Fast the very them. first one, the very first one. Okay, good because the last twelve of them have been. I don't even know what number they are on. Like, yeah, what, I'm 11, the one seventeen. They're on nine. Yeah, nine's the one that was just. Oh, yeah, nine is out right now, and, and if you want to oh. count Hobbs and Shaw, that's ten. That's actually no, that's a good movie. That's a good movie. Anything yeah. with The Rock is good. So. You can smell what The Rock is cooking! Anything with The Rock is decent. Anything with John Cena is usually good. But when you put nine movies of Vin Diesel going, family is everything, and then you don't know about his brother until the ninth movie. <laughs> like, what? Is family really everything to this guy? It's like a big character flaw right there in front of your big face. Time. I agree. So, uh, yeah. So, the first one was one of mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, not the Tooth Fairy, Adam. It's not a good movie. I shouldn't have said everything. <laughs> That's why so I, I will say that Adam brought up one movie that I completely forgot about, and that was Driven with Sylvester Stallone. Oh, that was a good movie too. I've never yeah. seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's Maybe yeah. it's, it's a little time. dated at this point because the technology that they use. Because I actually watched this not long ago. Because I mean. At this point, so is Dal Talladega Nights, though. Like Talladega Nights, I watched that today, and like the like the cars that were on the track in like some of those scenes oh, were no, like, no, clearly no. CGI. If it, it, it's one of those things that as you're watching it, you're just like, oh, this is so delightfully late nineties. It's oh, not like, like, like the movie making technology; it's a technology that they're using. Oh. As yeah. I say, Days of Thunder, they just kind of took pieces of racetrack and like threw it all together. Like, oh, they're at Daytona. We'll give them a shot from Atlanta. Here, cue the shot from Phoenix. Oh, hey, give them some Bristol. I, I have to tell you something about, uh, which is in my uh, filming location thing. Uh, the car crash, like the, the major car crash that, you know, Rowdy Burns and Cole were in, um, actually was filmed on an airport strip. In Flagler County, they filmed that. And if you look at the clip really closely, you can see a palm tree in the background. 
or it's like a or palm tree or a tree. There's a tree in the background that you can actually see where you can tell it was completely flat and it wasn't a racetrack at all. I couldn't believe that when they when they did Days of Thunder that NASCAR actually allowed two camera cars on the track during an actual race. I could not freaking believe they did that. They were, uh, yeah, yeah. I, that I, was, is, at the, I was at the Twins when they did that. That's, you know, you know I get Hollywood. It's 1989. You're going to make millions off of this. You're going to get hundreds of thousands of fans from it. You're hoping that this is going to be huge. But to allow Hollywood to enter two cars in your biggest race of the season, what if something broke on one of those cars and ruined the race? Those cars were actually real cars and, and prepared by Hendrick Motorsports. Yeah, but what if what? one of the cameras broke or something and a piece of the camera fell out in the track and put a hole in Dale Earnhardt's radiator? I those, mean, Dale Earnhardt hit a, he, he hit a fucking Pelican that day or whatever it, it was. Yeah, so. no, those cars actually were... those. The camera cars were separate from that whole thing. They ran those at different times, but... They actually, those cars that they actually had in the race, basically they had in-car cameras. They didn't have anything hanging off of them. Well, I know there was one, there was one sitting in the, in like, it was inside next to the fuel tank, uh, looking out the back. But like, what I'm saying is like, what if something broke on one of those cars that really weren't ever contending to actually win the 500 or even thinking about driving all 200 laps or they caused the big one or something? and they took out the eventual winner, it would have just been... It could have gone terrible. That's that's all. They would never do that now. Yeah, sure no, no. That? Well, they might now try to get some people to watch the sport again. <laughs> yeah, they, they might. I get, you know what? They've made some pretty stupid freaking decisions the last month and a half, so... <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, no, it wouldn't surprise me either. So, uh, hopefully, you, maybe you guys can share your uh, top five, or if you agree, agree with our picks, whatever. Um, yeah, and let's know if you like this kind of segment that we did here, talking about this different stuff, kind of going off topic, but still racing related. And uh, you know, we were just trying to kill some time. So, if you like it, let us know. Had some fun. Yeah, just had some fun. So, and uh, maybe next time we'll have some trivia questions and. Uh, I'll send out a T-shirt to uh, people for winning. Oh, Randy, you're never going to beat me in trivia. Am I, that, am I disqualified? You don't, you don't, get, to, you don't get to participate. You it's don't get to be, participate. It's going to be I, who can get it into the uh, uh, comments. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm, I'm disqualified because I'm Rain Man. No, you're yes, disqualified exactly. because we don't like you. Wow. You're a dick. I'm aware. Okay, who said that in a movie there, Nick? <laughs> Hundreds of people. No, who said, who's, who's the most famous person ever saying, you dick? I don't know. Oh, we learned. We got something. We actually I'm stopped not, the, the Rain Man movie, didn't know it. I'm not a movie buff. I'm a NASCAR guy. Most, most, one of the most famous movies of all time. Don't watch a lot of movies. I, I watch a lot. Anybody of out there? Anybody else want to comment on that? 
who said, you dick. Anybody? I, I can't see the comments, so I don't know what they're saying. Nobody said anything yet. We have cricket. Randy, throw a NASCAR question at me, Randy. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see here. Um, let me think of something I can stump you with, maybe. What number did Greg Sachs run when he won his only race? Hold on. I need a piece of paper. No, I, I need a piece of paper. I I'm watching know. the reflection in your glasses for some. Yeah, but he's looking at No, I actually need a piece of paper. Where's my word? I need word. I'm trying to think of what he drove. What's the 51? He drove the 51. That car that he won was an R&D car. He drove the 51. I know that. Mm -hmm. He did at one time. He also drove the 18. What year did he win his race? I'm trying to remember this. Was it, in the eight, it was in the 90s or was it in the 80s? Uh, this would have been, I uh, believe, the... Early nineties, late maybe it might have been late eighties, but it was uh it was a Pepsi four hundred. Hold on. Or not Pepsi four hundred, it was a yeah, a Pepsi four hundred. Are you sure it was the Pepsi four hundred? Fire firecracker four hundred. Yep, positive. Because it was an R and D car that they uh kind of deemed the car wasn't legal quite, but they gave him the race when He won two. Or he won two races, I think, that year. So, but that was his first was the firecracker. I think we're going to go ahead and leave this with Nick yeah, being gonna, stumped. I, I like this. I, I'm we're going to leave it. No, no, no. Randy, throw us out. <laughs> hey, folks! Thanks for watching the Ghost Fire Media podcast tonight. Ha! 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 It was the fifty. No, 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 no! It was the forty-nine. You were wrong all you were the wrong. way. It was a 49, but yeah, you were wrong. So you... I had to think. You also had, no, to you had to Google. I had to Google it. We watched it in your, line, your I eyes. Didn't you I had word open. Oh, shit. I just dropped my fucking dumpster fire. And there goes the my, rating. You made my dumpster fire go down. Anyway. Yeah. It's the 49. It's like one of the only three wins the 49 car's ever really gotten. Because that thing has had terrible drivers its entire, entire history. Who's, uh, who's the, uh, the most famous of all those drivers? Uh, depends on how you want to look at famous. Okay. All right. Give me. Give at, me. You want to look at people who were never was Shauna Robinson. Hey, there you go. What was Shauna? Okay, here's something here. How. What did Shauna Robinson drive before she got in NASCAR? I don't know that. I don't know much about Shauna Robinson. I just know that she was terrible. She drove the 49 Schwann car for a while. And then she they did. got a, then they got a sponsor for like five races. And she sucked so bad the sponsor dropped her. And then they dropped her. Let me tell you my Shauna Robinson story. 
what was she? Did she like qualify 12th and then wreck seven laps in because that's what she did? No, no. Okay, so Shauna Robinson, actually, we were in a bar and uh, playing in this bar, and my buddy came out to hang out, hang out with it. Well, Shauna came in. Shauna Robinson actually had sex in the back of a car in the <laughs> parking lot with my buddy. That's you know, you know what's sad about that? That's the most entertaining thing that ever happened in her NASCAR career. No, she actually drove trucks, like semi trucks. That's where she got her start racing. Was driving semi truck racing, like short circle track and semi trucks. Did she ever win anything? Yeah, she actually won. Wow. At least yeah. Danica at least Danica won a professional race. Yeah, well. It's all the way you look at it. All right, uh, let's get out of here. Yeah. All right, folks. Uh, you've been watching the Ghost Fire Media podcast. And uh, don't forget, we've got racing on the Ghost Fire Media Network coming up Sunday, where Josh Laston will be calling all the action from Indy. And then uh, Fuel Just on... Just making an ass of myself all night. <laughs> I won't be there. We don't. And then on Monday night, the Fuel League will have their actual first official race at Daytona. Where you'll with... see me make an ass of myself all night. <laughs> Where he will be giving just a tip to somebody. To Josh. So... <laughs> all night I'll be giving Josh just the tip. The full shaft. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> if I give him the full shaft, it means he's in the wall. Josh okay, is so I still happen. don't really see where this is wrong. <laughs> uh, and, and Adam and uh, Larry will have the action of that one. Then on uh, Ghost Fire, we'll be back on the air on Thursday again for with the TNT. Uh, where I'll be making an ass of myself all night. <laughs> we all will be. So, uh, anyways, so that's the uh, that's the, our lineup. And don't forget, next week we'll be here right here, same bat channel, same bat channel, same bat time. <laughs> Same bat cave. <laughs> so, from Josh Lassen, Nick, Adam, and myself, Randy Pepper, we'll see you next week. And so long from the Sunshine State.